You're listening to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast, and we are picking up right where we left off last time at a dramatic gunpoint cliffhanger. I am your game master and producer, Connor Sheridan, and today I am joined by, uh, starting at 12 o'clock on my Google Meet here, Cleric playing um, Myriad of the Muscle. I am the muscle. The muscle is ye. Uh, Kitty playing Quell the Mystic. Hi, we just saw a really cool double rainbow. Yeah, there's actually, uh, I'm go- probably going to edit it out, but in this recording, there's about 10 minutes of me just going like, oh, wait, look at that. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, Catherine playing Gadget the Mechanic. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us. And Tony playing Augustine the Speaker. Welcome all. And yes, just to recap where we left off last time, um, the f- four of you had all taken your first downtime action, I think, as well as like a, you know free downtime actions that come in from playbooks. Um, Gadget and Myriad had kind of had a, a long night um, working on some their respective projects and kind of enjoying each other's company in the workshop, which is nice. Uh, and everybody's names are escaping me for some reason now quell quell and augustine uh went over to your friend's ship the the your friendly ship the cool name goes here and prepared a uh, a stew as sort of a pre um pre catering job ritual with the the crew over there um and got a little bit lit in the process on the borb on the borb <laughs> yep <laughs> which may be bourbon with the O-N uh, improperly copied, or it may be its own wonderful creation. After that, uh, it seemed like, um, yes, as, as, as a consequence for um, some of the, the attuning to... Oh, yes, you were trying to figure out... You're kind of trying to run down a little mystery you've had with why the people who run this restaurant that you own are being so weird... Um, and what a note that you found in one of their apartments actually means. So Quell was trying to kind of run down that mystery. Um, and as a consequence for that, I, I uh, said that a some sort of shadowy figure was going to sabotage the Beluga's engines. But Quell decided to resist that. And the only way it really made sense for Quell to resist that was to, you know, catch the shadowy figure in the act. Um, now, unfortunately, Quell is drunk. I don't know if you're, like, blackout. You're probably not blackout. No. You're, you're, you're probably just, like, severely tipsy. We just, we, we had some borb. I attuned with the borb. And I think <laughs> that we really, we really discovered that I am particularly effective at attuning with things that start with B. Mm-hmm. Whether it's bee bricks or Bermuda Purple's skull or, <laughs> um, you know, the beluga or mm-hmm. bottles of bourbon, or hopefully the individual who is coming off of the beluga right now, pointing a pistol at me, hopefully a blaster. Can we call it a blaster? Because then maybe I can attune with that too. Uh, I'm afraid they're caster pistols. Uh, they're normally blaster pistols, it's true. But you know, in our in our cool universe, they're caster pistols. Rough. All right. Yeah. Can we say the bee is silent? Yeah, the <laughs> <Bacaster's. laughs> <Bacaster> pistol. <laughs> um, 
And yes, speaking of this individual, I just wanted to get the, the framing there so everybody kind of remembers where they are. Oh, and Chalice Without Wand is still kind of on the Beluga, keeping a low profile. Um, that figure has kind of like swung herself up onto the gangway leading onto the Beluga as you are kind of, you know, standing uh, offside of it, kind of speaking to the Beluga, thinking about, you know, trying to trying to attune to it and see what, what you can feel because you've had some some success with that tonight uh and has a gun leveled at you and it is your old your old quote friend no that's not really friend at all your old uh hunter batra um and she has her gun pointed at you uh it is her her cool caster gun that is kind of wired into the little half um half visor that she wears over one eye um and she's just you know, she's just remarked that, you know, talking to your ship, well, that's kind of a new one on her. Batra is essentially just my rivals into lovers trope waiting to happen. So <laughs> I think that uh, given that Batra has come down off the beluga and is pointing a caster pistol at me, um, <laughs> while making some snide quip about my, you know, bonding with the beluga, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, Quell's going to lean lean back against the beluga itself and say, well, you know, I've always found that those you treat well treat you well in return, if you know what I mean, Batra. Hmm. Well... You treated me like a very poor business partner, so I suppose that doesn't bode very well for you. Ah, uh, Batra, Batra, <laughs> don't you know that they say all is fair in love and war? No, I've never heard that before, she says with a completely flat expression. And then she, uh, you know, keeps the gun leveled at you and just says, anyway... You're coming with me. Ugh, well, Batra, that's, that's going to be a little bit more difficult than you initially expected, I gotta tell ya. Oh, and why is that? I think I'm the one with the gun. That's true, Batra. You are the one with the gun. But I'm the one that is sitting here on a dog i can't really say for sure but with Gangway. my trusty beluga at my side and a bottle full of borb in my belly and i'm just gonna tell you i don't think those things are gonna mix very well <laughs> are you implying you're going to be sick uh i'm just saying and at this point, Quell looks a little queasy. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've had a lot of strange things to eat today. And also, <laughs> at least one of them was soup. Batra <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems completely unmoved by this and says, well, that's very unfortunate. We'll get you to a nice cell with a bucket to puke in. Well, are you going to... Pick me up, Batra, because I'm not sure my legs are very steady. If I have to, 
and she's reaching to her belt, which, um, I mean, you know, she already has a gun drawn on you, so it's probably not that concerning. Um, and she's pulling out what looks kind of like, I mean, it's basically a road flare. Uh, and she brings it up to her mouth, uh, and she kind of bites the cap and pulls it off, and the flare ignites. Petra, at some that point. hurts my eyes. <laughs> At some Sorry, point, what were you saying, Augustine? Yeah, at some point, Augustine would be coming back from the cool name goes here with a couple of bowls of, well, three bowls of soup somehow, or Boy, three bowls and a thermos of borb soup for uh, Chalice, uh, Qual, or not Qual, Myriad, and Gadget. Okay, that could, that could come in soon, but since, uh, since. Quell wanted to refuse make sure the ship wasn't damaged. She did kind of have to confront this figure on her own. That's fine. I'm having an extremely pleasant conversation <laughs> with Batra right now. <laughs> While also being like, my god, why have I not taken an ability that could help me? And wondering if I should fill that one spot in with something that would be particularly useful. You can totally take abilities in the moment, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, in her semi-intoxicated uh, state, again, not not completely like blackout drunk, uh, and probably not actually unable to walk, but definitely enjoying uh, giving a hard time to Batra because, you know, if I'm going to have to sit here with a gun pointed at me, I can at least make Batra work for it. So um, one thing I was looking at that might be particularly useful is this side dancing ability, which says you may push yourself to cloud a target's mind and sway them in the face of contradictory evidence. Spend one stress for each additional feature. They, uh, these features are things like they only have vague memories of the event or it works on a small group. All right, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we really haven't seen Quell use her abilities on people. No, but Quell was talking quite extensively about how, yeah. for some reason, her abilities work best on things that start with B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people. Batra. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> people. Yes, people named Batra. <laughs> Human beings. Human beings here. Here on this, I was going to say Bangway, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take out the section where I say, take an ability out of a playbook, and we're going to just say that Quell at this point in this like, Someone intoxicated state talking with Batra, who starts with a B, is going to have this little moment where uh, a little twinkle will appear in her eyes. You know, she's specifically been giving a bit of a hard time to Batra, who, you know, if you're if an outsider were watching this, you'd really see that there there's a there's fun to it. She she is at the wrong end of a caster pistol, mm-hmm. but. Uh, and I should add that it's, uh, Batra cuts a very imposing figure with the bright red flare burning in one hand and the gun leveled at you in the other. And the flare kind of flashing off of her like little visor monocle. She is, but there's a feeling that this has gone down before. That this is maybe <laughs> something that has been 
going on for quite a while. Some kind of like Tom and Jerry-esque dance across uh-huh. the landbergs. Uh-huh. So uh, as as Quell kind of leans back against the beluga, gazing up at Batra, you know, with this little twinkle in her eye, just the, the slightest twitch of a smile at the corner of her mouth, as she said that she's going to need Batra to carry her to wherever Batra wants her to go. Um, she's going to say, you know, Batra, I don't really think you're after me for doing anything wrong at all. I think maybe you're coming for me because you have an ulterior interest. And she's going to flash her most winning urchin smile. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Are you like actively trying to cloud her mind now? Yes. I'm going to push myself to cloud a target's mind and sway them in the face of what is very clearly contradictory evidence. Batra very clearly has a reason why she's hunting me. And it is Mm. not just because she's got the hots for for Quell. (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, let's see. How evident do you think it is, like, what does this look like? Is there any kind of visual manifestation of these powers? I have no idea. It doesn't necessarily specify it. I mm-hmm. would think that maybe if someone was particularly sensitive, like if someone, um, but, you know, was sensitive to spirits or sensitive to what they call the way here, which is not exactly how we're describing it here, or just sensitive energetically. Um, so like Augustine, who's got a little bit of sensitivity to energetics, might feel almost kind of like a, a, a nudge, like a tug and a shift in the warp and the weft of reality for just a second. Like a like a wrinkle in the fabric being smoothed out or bunched together. Okay. Well, since this is the first time you've pulled this kind of trick on Batra, like if you made pretty much any other kind of move, it would be desperate because she literally has you at gunpoint, but she's probably not necessarily going to recognize what you're doing here uh, until, you know, you've actually got something going. So I'd say this is probably, uh, you're, you're tuning here, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I would say even Quell doesn't fully know what she's doing, because Quell has never really done this before. Quell has certainly tried to, like, talk her way, or be bullshit her way, out of situations mm-hmm. in the past, and sometimes successfully, and sometimes not so successfully. She's mm-hmm. definitely not as silver-tongued as Augustine, But, you know, she's having fun with it. And she did just crack this joke about how she really seems to be most effective with things that start with B. So Mm -hmm. maybe she's like, huh, if I can attune with spirits and I'm sitting here attuning with the beluga, maybe I can attune with Batra. (laughs) Uh, All right. So go ahead and, well, you need to push yourself to make this happen. So spend the two stress and then decide if you're going to spend the extra stress um, for those two other features. Ooh, okay. Uh, I might spend one more stress um, so that Batra only has vague memories of the event. Because frankly, Batra really is an imposing figure. 
Like I, I'm making her seem like she's not, but she 100% is. And she probably would shoot me if I pissed her off too much. So I don't really want her to have a super clear memory of me uh, basically being like, you're just, ha- you just have a crush on me back, or that's why you're chasing me all across the vast. It's <laughs> not because I've done anything wrong. I don't want her to remember that. That's going to go really badly for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not dumb. <laughs> all right. So mark that one extra stress. Okay. All right. So. Given that we have done that, uh, I'm going to roll a tune, and I'm going to hope that it goes well. Does that sound good? Risky standard, and you can spend a gambit if you want. Um, But you also get the one extra die or increased effect level from pushing yourself. So you get to choose which of those you want. So it'd normally be risky standard. I'm rolling a tune. Um, I have three dice in a tune really don't want to mess this up but i would also really like great effect mm. mm-hmm. beluga teammates chime in which one would you go for Ooh. go for great effect all right if i succeed it's going to be amazing and if i don't well it will be entertaining so we'll go <laughs> from there <laughs> oh you're, you're going to get this all right so great with no extra bonus dice. All right, it could have gone worse. A four, a five, and a five. Okay, so you get a five, which is a good result. Um, so, yeah, I think you know you kind of flash that winning smile, um, and you can't see Batra's one eye behind the visor, but behind the other one, it kind of she like kind of squints for a minute, and what you said to her was that like you don't want me for the bounty, you want me because of something else, right? Yeah, you, you, you're you after me because you, you have an ulterior motive for chasing after me, or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, Batra just, like, kind of, like, shakes her head a little bit and, like, almost kind of seems to not be sure of what she's doing for a second. And in the process, she drops that flare she was holding. Oh, thank God. Uh, the flare falls down. Um, she says, not... Yeah, you're right, but what was it? What was it? And as the flare drops, um, a shape, uh, a lit up from the cloud, ascends up from, uh, or kind of whips over from the cloud banks nearby, uh, and it's the easy operator, her ship. Uh, It seems to have been signaled by the flare. Oh. Well, Quell is mostly, like, thinking, oh my god, I can't believe that worked. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's the bees. It's always the bees. I got to talk with Gadget about this. This is like the birth of a new conspiracy theory. But yes, uh, noting the the ship, Batra's ship, uh, Quell kind of slowly, you know, she, she spreads her hands like she, she's very clearly not trying to reach for anything. But slowly kind of leans, you know, she's been pressing her back up against the beluga. She kind of, you know, slowly pushes herself up to a standing position. And it's like, well, my darling, it seems your chariot has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And at this point, a few things happen. The first thing that happens is... Um, I've never really described the easy operator. Uh, it looks like a, oh God, I had a, I, I had a boat 
slash play in casting for it. What was it? Oh, yes. Uh, it looks like if an F-82 twin mas- Mustang was a boat but still flew. Uh, it has, you know, um, it, ha- it has weapons, which is different from the Beluga. Um, and the, the thing to know about a twin Mustang, if you're not up on your, uh, up on your, you know, aeronautics history, is that it actually has two cockpits, two, like, canopies on either side of kind of like a, a central, you know, fuselage, and then the wings on the side. So you're uh, saying that this is Batra's bicycle built for two? Essentially, yes. Uh, and one of the canopies, the canopy on the far side, flies open, uh, and a, a figure, you probably can't see very well, but you notice that they have kind of like brilliant red hair, um, even in like the dark. Uh, I think right now it's it's dark um, in the sort of like deep twilight that you get from the, one of the eclipses of the larger moons, which is what passes for night around here. Um, and the figure shouts out, Batra, what the hell are you doing? Get her on the ship! Shoot. And I think this is my opportunity to duck the hell out. <laughs> because I don't I don't care how cool a ship Batra has, I don't want to get shot by it. How about that? <laughs> um, Gadget and Myriad, you'll hear the shouting and you'll also hear just the distinct sound of a, of a large skyship being, you know, nearby. Because um, it has it has loud engines, um, and I think Augustine, you are probably have just been dropped off at this floor by your old friend Oscar. So, gangs, he'll all here in various locations. I very much need Captain. This is definitely a situation <laughs> where we need an adult. An adult needs to be present. <laughs> They're telling me to get into the car. I'm telling them I don't want to. So please, Captain, <laughs> come mediate. Um, when, well, when Batra hears the yelling, she is going to try to grab you uh, and take you to the ship because she knows that she needs you for some reason. And uh, <laughs> um, she knows that she needs you for some reason. And whoever this other person on the easy operator is, just kind of reminded her of that fact. Um, so let's resolve that and then we'll see what the rest of the crew does because oh, I think goodness. there would be a moment here while you're still kind of dealing with them on their own terms. Okay. Hopefully she's still at least a little confused and out of it because I am almost certain she outclasses me massively when it comes to any kind of scrap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's basically just going to try to uh, come up on you and grab you around the middle and just... Like, the ship, the easy operator has pulled up so that she could literally charge you over the side and you would drop down onto their deck. Wow. We that's what she's going to try to do. All kinds of thirsty sword lesbians here. <laughs> Shout out to the game. Y'all should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so how do I stop Batra from grabbing me and dumping me over the side like a bungee baby? <laughs> Great question. Probably going to be a roll of some kind. Well, um, hmm. My scrap and my scramble are both equal. Mm-hmm. So it could really be either one of them. Well, what kind of approach are you taking? Are you going to try to, like, you know, kind of get around her and, you know, kind of more directly counter her? Like, almost in, like, uh, 
an Aikido thing and not like your friend Aikido? Um, <laughs> or is it going to be more of a, you're just like beating feet and just trying to scramble up the side of the beluga? Yeah, I think that Quell knows her strengths. Unfortunately, neither of these are particular strengths. But Quell would probably be the sort to move quickly and hide or escape than to try to get into direct conflict. Um, So I think that it's almost certainly going to be a situation where she, she tries to get away. Okay. Uh, So you're going for a scramble? I think it's going to be a scramble. Yeah. All right. I think, um, I think this is probably still desperate because she's real close to just being able to get you, you know, right onto the easy operator um standard effect well we're gonna go ahead and try to scramble and if i don't make it we can just (laughs) assume it's because well is ever so slightly tipsy (laughs) and (laughs) maybe is not scrambling at her very best right now uh i could offer you a devil's bargain um which in this case would be uh i think the beluga would take a little uh damage to its (sighs) hull Oh no, my baby, the beluga. I just repaired I... it. <laughs> you yeah. did just easy come, repair easy go. it. <laughs> and I was part of the reason why it was damaged last time. I didn't gut the engine, but I did get it struck by lightning. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know if Captain would be too happy about that. I think that might go real poorly. I think that I am going to not take that devil's bargain for now. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll wind up in an even more desperate situation later. So it's desperate standard. Yep. And I don't have any bonus dice. So we're just going to really hope this doesn't go horribly. It could have been worse. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, as (laughs) as far as it's concerned... That's, you know, one to three is all the same. And you did get a three. What? Don't, don't forget I your think XP. I be better than one. I uh, did take uh, my XP. Yeah, take the XP for the desperate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think what this looks like is, you know, Quell, you start to scramble up the side and um, Batra, kinda, you know, kind of shaking off. Like, she's still convinced that she doesn't want you because of the bounty for some reason. But the person on the ship, who clearly she knows, just told her to grab you. So she's going to grab you. Um, uh, You start to scramble up on the side of the ship. And Batra just gets you, like, one arm. uh, And just, you know, rips you off the side and (gasps) leaps down onto onto the deck of the easy operator. Oh, man. Batra just Tim Tam slammed me on the easy operator. <laughs> um, I think you'll probably take level one harm dazed oh. uh, just because, you know, it's, it's a hard fall and you weren't really ready for it, but you can resist that if you want. But Badger was holding me in her <laughs> one burly arm. <laughs> yeah. So that a great way to spend, you know, about a story and a half onto the hard metal deck of a ship. That is true. A story and a half? What the hell? (laughs) I'm delicate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. I can try and resist that, you said? 
You can, yes. Um, it would be a standard resistance roll. Alright. Well, let's go ahead. So what would I be resisting it with what? Like my prowess? Yeah, to try and basically absorb the um, you know, kind of maybe tuck, maybe tuck yourself up. You know, that's an urchin move, right? Just kind of tuck yourself up so you don't, uh, yeah, don't hit I, anything important. I don't want to have my little urchin tuck brains. and roll. My urchin brains, which also start with B, all over the deck <laughs> of Petra's ship. That's uh-huh. not great. I need those. Yeah. So let's go ahead and do it. I hey, I got a six. Did I resist it? Oh, yeah. Well, you'd resist the consequence in any case. This just determines how much stress you take. And since you rolled a six, you don't take any stress. Nice. Oh, thank goodness. I do. I tuck and roll real hard. It's like I'm almost channeling Gadget in this very (laughs) moment. And I'm like, my brains, tuck and roll. All right. Bad example. Gadget's not the most uh, (laughs) prowessy person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Gadget does value her brains, and I mm-hmm. suspect Gadget would tuck and roll if she felt they were in danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, as, man. as soon as you touch down, the easy operator's engines kick up, uh, <gasps> and you start to move, but the rest of you will probably have like a chance to, to try and do something before she just kicks out of here. So I'm being kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm filled with warm soup. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, the the easy operators, you know, you hear the whine of its of its uh, engines and the rotors start spinning faster. Um, it's a it's a fast ship. You've sort of tangled with it before. I think you, Augustine, you especially would probably get the idea that in terms of engines, at least, you're somewhat evenly matched. Uh, in terms of armament, this thing uh, clearly has you beat because it actually is armed. <laughs> um. But yeah, they're starting to take off. They're still, you know, they're not... If one of you tried to leap off the deck of the Begangway, you could probably make it on there. Um, that's about the distance that they are right now, when I think okay. all of you could basically surface. Don't put yourself in danger. We will be reunited. <laughs> Augustine's just going to have to, like, schmooze whoever has the red hair. <laughs> Eat them some <laughs> Augustine herbs and spices. I'll be back. <laughs> Augustine can give the red-haired guy uh, chalice's soup. <laughs> no, leave that there. I should also note, before I am taken you know, away to wherever I'm going, which ostensibly is not a place where I'll die, uh, I do not have the artifact. I very clearly said I left that on the ship way long ago. Oh, I know. Okay, good. Yeah, you don't have the artifact because the artifact is in Gadget's bug out bag. Yep. That is exactly right. <laughs> and the skull of Bermuda Purple is tucked underneath the lemon tree. Yep. And the bee brick. I'm, the bee brick might be on me. I said I was usually you, carrying. The, no, no. When I, we were worried, I think I said I put the bee brick with the skull. Do you really think that Batra is that worried about a brick? <laughs> they might think I'd throw the brick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to take the brick or like toss the brick over the edge uh-huh. of the ship. Mm-hmm. It's my little bee friend. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, Augustine, you've probably rounded the corner with your three bowls of soup. Um, uh, Gadget and 
Myriad, assuming that you went, would go to check out what the noise was, you're probably like on the, the lower deck of the beluga now. Uh, what, what are you doing? All right. Uh, where's the camera facing first? Are we focusing on Augustine or uh, Myriad and I? Uh, it's up to you folks. It sounds like Augustine had something he wanted to do. Oh, I was just saying that so that you would know and could bring it in whenever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what Augustine's doing yet, but when he felt the wrinkle of the fabric of time and space, <laughs> uh-huh. he would have he would have probably started, you know, mall walking to speed up a little bit. <laughs> Augustine has felt, you know, whispers of the way before, but I think it's more of his dad's senses tingling, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've also attuned like um Quell and I both attuned with the beluga together, so kind of have a little connection there. That's true. You might still have some like lingering connection from that. The way that uh, Quell and Gadget had that connection after you made the spirit machine. Um, how do our boats get docked? Are they tied up? Do they just hover in place? Um what's it look like i think for something like this uh on gypsum heights it's probably you tie them up a little bit just because you know there's wind um but it's probably not like a big task it's probably just a few ropes yeah and it's quick release knots like sailor's knots so definitely um i'll just i'm just coming towards the ship still i'll let the others go first and decide off (laughs) all right so while Quell is fighting for her life, the camera pans over to Miriam and I. We're we're having a great time in my workshop. Um, I finally got my my drone back. Uh, we've been working on Myriad's cane. Uh, my conspiracy board actually has stuff on it once again. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I think Miriam and I cracked the cracked the case on the mysterious note. B clearly clearly represents Bermuda purple. So like. Kind of mm-hmm. riding on the high of, of everything falling into place once again. But but Gadget's comfort comes from paranoia. So just as they slap the giant bee for Bermuda purple on the conspiracy board, they hear the thump echoing from uh, Quell up above them. And that's going to be bad news. So Gadget's definitely going to be an alert. Kind of pushes aside. We, the conspiracy board flips over to the... Hang, hang in their cat poster. What's another inspirational poster that every every person has? Um, the mountains with some saying on it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be mountains. It's gonna be something. Yeah, integrity. That <laughs> <laughs> that lifts up, and it's actually a panel to get into the ship's um the ship system because I have to see who triggered. My alarm. You, now, now, most people have nests on their homes or like real security systems. This is a little bit more um, tin can and home alone-y. But I'm mm-hmm. going. I'm going to see if any of my um, if any of my security systems was triggered by Quell because I'm going to assume that this is clearly like the shadow government trying to crack down. On Miriam and I cracking the case of Mysterious Bee. So I'd like to use my uh, analyst ability here. And I want to hack our own ship. 
Huh. Okay. And so the purpose <laughs> of you hacking the ship is just to see what's going on outside? Accessing my secu- uh, my secret security system. What's the what's the end goal of that? <laughs> like you're trying to Are you saying the Veluga has is like wired to blow or something? Like <laughs> No, that'd be cool. But no. <laughs> it's it's more it's it's exactly the same thing as, you know, like Amazon Nest. It's just going to be like little cameras, but way less low tech because I'm okay. just a little kid. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, okay. Um so do you use your your fine hacking tool when you do this? Your little power glove? My my distinct it looks like, but it's legally distinct from a Nintendo Power Glove. Yes, absolutely. All right. So you pull it out from your pack, and this is actually the first time you've pulled it out for a while. Oof, um, yeah. And the first thing that strikes you as weird is it's a little bit heavier, and you pull it out. You probably, without even looking at it, pull it on, uh, and you look down at it. Uh, you know, you're probably about to start tapping things into like its little its little like glyph display. Uh huh. Um, and there are two tines of what look like a tuning fork sticking straight out of the display. Oh, oh. shit, that's right. It faces through stuff. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident it's not supposed to do that. Oh, no. All right. Oh, the last time I touched this, this was bad. No, we got power through. If the shadow governments try to crack down on Miri and I solving the case of the mysterious being, how it connects to Bermuda Purple, I'm going to have to power through with this. Which makes sense, because that's where we found the tuning fork, you guys. It all connects. Uh-huh. That is true. <laughs> so, yeah, you you boot up your little device. And the weird thing about it is, is the text wraps around the tines of the tuning fork. It's like your glove knows that they're there and they're just like part of the system. And it's like, okay, this is fine. What? Okay. Absolutely under no circumstance can I let Myriad know that I think this is unusual because Myriad's the smartest person I know. And I don't want them to think I'm stupid. All right. All right. <laughs> Moving so, on. So, Moving forward. I'm standing behind you. I look at it. I'm like, is it supposed to do that? <laughs> Oh, Mary, you don't have to play dumb with me. Let's just figure out uh, who triggered, who, who's making that sound up there. All right. <laughs> so I think ordinarily this would be controlled uh, because, you know, you've, this is your ship. You've, it's kind of funny that you have to hack it, but it's still so, still so true because like, how would you know what the password is? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's that, got parental uh, controls. Yeah, that doesn't give like, out the nope. Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Uh, so normally it would be controlled but because of this um, unusual uh, modification that has occurred to your hacking tools it is risky Um, risky great wait so is the artifact just shoved into your legally distinct power glove Sure looks that way. Oh, oh boy. Oh no. Listen, I told you, it phases into things, and you guys explicitly removed it from its protective casing. There was a reason for that, and that is because we needed to give that to Batra. Uh huh. (laughs) So you're uh, you're hacking here. Oh, you rolled the hack already. Okay, cool. Uh, So you got a five. Cool. So. Yes, you're able to get the security system online. Hmm. T- tell me, 
tell me about your workshop. Like, you've got the little conspiracy board that's kind of like you're getting it going again. Uh, you've got your little posters. You've got, I'm guessing, like an actual like workbench space. We, we do have a workbench space. I like to imagine that it's a metal gurney borrowed from the med bakes. We have nothing going on up there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the metal gurney kind of had like spare parts while working on the drone and uh, myriads uh, cane. I like to think that you know, when when I need to keep the workshop organized to make it look like a standard workshop, um, there's going to be like little kitty posters and inspirational posters, probably some stickers on the wall too. Uh, but most things could be manually manipulated to reveal hidden objects. Most of the things I actually work with are going to be hidden. Oh, okay. Um, so I think what happens here is you get the, you, the hack does just fine. Um, you know, you're able to read around the tines. Uh, the little security system shows up and it's like an ASCII art display, but it's made with like glowing blue glyphs. Um, <laughs> and you can see a, uh, it's a representative of another, um, probably like a figure, you know, some kind of like galvanized response is indicating that a figure was on the side of the beluga and then was hastily removed. Uh, and then a large, um, you know, metallic object is now speeding off uh, kind of toward the, you know, from the rear of the beluga toward the front of the beluga. I knew this would happen. As soon as we let Chalice onto the board, this was going to happen. This sucks. Okay. <laughs> but then... <laughs> but then uh, let's see, uh, two, yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be two other things for reasons that will become clear eventually. Um, or wait, no, 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 it's just one thing. Yeah, in this case, it's just one thing. Um, your poster, which, uh, your regular poster, which covers the board and the poster that covers, um, your, you know, like weird little hacking station, um, phase together. They're just, then it's now a cat dangling over the mountain, uh, and your, like, secret compartment is kind of stuck up, um, because, you know, it seems like some of this matter has kind of come together in an unexpected way, and the next time you look at the screen of your device, the tines of the tuning fork have dropped down to just one tine again. So, there were the two tines, and now there's one tine in the center, um... And I think this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I narrated something like this happening the last time you saw the the artifact kind of have a phasing effect on something. Yeah, I think I think uh, our organic matter was a yes. subject to it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to um, say, by, by the last time something, it phased something, you mean like our hands, right? Our flesh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that is what it phased? That's what I mean. <laughs> Well, we can play around with this later, but right now, Myriad, I'm pretty sure the Illuminati discovered us. So uh, we need to make sure that all of our information here is protected. Uh, but we should probably also get out there and stop them from getting away with our knowledge. Okay. I think this would be about as much time as uh, as Gadget would have before they, they boosted off. Uh, Myriad... Depending on what you're doing, you might have enough time, but it's it's up to you. Are you kind of sticking around to see all the conclusions here? Or are you running out of there? I am sticking around with Gadget. Uh, okay. To see all of this happen, because I am as interested in everything that Gadget does as Gadget is. <laughs> all right. 
And to be completely fair, Gadget, your poster just got a lot cooler. <laughs> I like to think of it as a cat skills mountain. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> it's like a. It's still the same like scale for each, so it's like a giant cat hanging onto a mountain with integrity. With integrity, <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so uh, Augustine. Um, you're seeing this ship starting to speed off. What are you doing? Uh, and Quell and Batra, who you would recognize at this point, uh, are both on the deck. Yep. Um, so I'll, I'll increase my mall walk to, to a run uh-huh. and make my way <laughs> up there. I'm making an old man run. um okay and make myself up to the deck Mm -hmm. and they're already taken off right yeah if you're running up to the deck then they're they're too far away for you to like jump on them or something you can still see them you know they're not that fast um but they're they're taking off um toward let's see i guess we can call the map up real quick um with the players there too let's see you're on gypsum heights you're docked on the east tower uh they're moving that direction so northwest galactic northwest okay um so the way i see this is camera following augustine running you know along the side of the ship on the dock pulling the ropes as he's going past that are uh, tying it to the moor. I think that's mm-hmm. the right word. And uh, once they're all done, he'll run up the gangplank into the blinking onwards. Bridge? To, yeah, to the bridge. The helm? Helm bridge. Uh, start firing everything up and call into the talkie tubes. Uh, God, I forgot we called them that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) For for, uh, Myriad and Gadget, looks like we got a rescue mission. Get your asses moving. And you will prepare to pursue. Uh, I think... uh... Chalice is probably like running up to the bridge too, like a, a rescue mission for for who? Well, Quell's because I did see it, right? Quell. Yeah, you saw it. You saw uh, him be- speeding off. Yeah, Quell. One of Quell's friends came to say hi and uh, took Quell along for a ride. No, and I think Chalice kind of gets a, a distant look on their faces, like, "I'll, I'll do what I can to help. Just tell me where to go." Well, if needed, whew, I might need you to pull out that armor. <laughs> and they kind of grit their teeth and, they're said, and they say, they're, I was thinking the same thing, but I'm going to need my filters back. Yep, At least I pa- one. Yeah, I, I pass them one. Man, you're making them drink their weird spirit poor loco for this? <laughs> no, they don't, they don't drink it with the armor. They infuse oh. the armor with the filter. Okay. No, no. Uh, right. they, they drink it. 
Oh, oh. okay. I thought it was that they put the because the way it was explained was that it had the veins or like channels in the armor for the liquid to flow through. Oh, stuff flows through there, but it's got to get processed through something first. That armor doesn't have a spirit to it. Don't make Chalice do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said we might need it because Batra is is Batra. (laughs) That is true. And yeah, I think Chalice just says, "I'll, I'll go suit up. Oh my god. Chalice is gonna bust out like some freaking power armor. This is gonna be like some space marine stuff. We are in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's that's what I got. Okay, so uh let's 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 make some clocks here. Uh (laughs) I think it's going to be let's see, just catching up, because I have a little bit of a lead on you. Um, catching up will probably be a, a three clock, um, and then doing whatever you're going to do from there will be another clock, but we can worry about that when you get there. Let's see, you had to unmoor the ship. I'm actually going to make it a four clock. Uh, that seems a little bit more accurate, and I'm just going to keep the label like I did last time. All right, so Augustine, uh, are you basically just trying to like punch it after him? Uh, yes. Okay. And, um, how confident, because I've seen a Batra ship before, mm-hmm. how confident am I that I'll be able to catch up? You said that we're about even, but since, the, since they've got a lead on us. Uh, I think that you feel like you have a, a good shot at catching up, um... You know, the Beluga has, has some powerful engines, uh, and you have, you know, you have Gadget on your side if you need to do a little in-the-air modification. Yep. Um, yeah. Augustine is going to punch it, and he's going to call again into the talkie tube. Gadget, I might need a boost, but don't take anything out. <laughs> <laughs> Augustine tells Chalice to do something really cool and then yells at me. <laughs> it's not yelling. It's giving you conditions on how to help. Is he telling you how to do your job? <laughs> um, well, Gadget, so yeah, you could try to boost the engines. You could try to use your security system that you've got all set up here to see if you'd like maybe keep, keep a bead on them. Um, since you kind of have like a little bit of a signature from when they boosted off, um, myriad. I don't know. You could uh, you could start getting prepped yourself. Uh, you could just help gadget. You could help uh, chalice get get suited up. Um, you got all kinds of options here. I mean, and just because I said that doesn't mean gadget can't do what gadget wants to do. <laughs> well, meanwhile, gadget is spraying chrome all over her teeth. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> well first let's uh what's Miria doing? Um that's a really good question. I could be trying to figure out a way to like once we get close to Batra's ship, like 
jump onto the ship just like I did before. Like every other ship that we've encountered <laughs> is just jump, jump aboard. You're the boarding party. <laughs> okay, I'm loving this plan already. So I think what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to continue on um, hacking the parental controls of the Beluga Nest system uh-huh. to keep track of um, a Batra's ship. Okay. And that way we can close the gap so Mira will be able to make the jump. Okay. So you have one rank in comms right now. Uh, so I think this will be have limited effect by default. Um, but tell you what, I'll kind of count you having already hacked it as like a setup for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could use that setup to increase it to standard effect if you want or to improve your position, which right now is risky. Let's improve the effect. All right. So we move up to great. Would you consider this still hacking or... Yeah, right? Uh, It's up to you to describe to me what you're doing and we'll determine, you know, the various levels. All right. So what we're kind of using is our security system for surveillance to Mm -hmm. monitor the position of Batra's ship. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see that as a hack or a study. let's, Let's use hack. Okay. I'm so sorry. You said um, risky? Risky great now because you had that setup move. Or wait, no, sorry. It's risky standard because you had the setup move. I was, it was All going right. to be limited before. I apologize. You're good. Ah, frick. <laughs> All right. So we've got a one, a three, and a four. Uh, so we'll get two ticks on the clock. That's going to go through just fine. Uh, and... Ooh. With your permission, with mm-hmm. my tinker ability, could I fill one more segment on that clock? Ooh. Oh, yep, that, that goes through. Yep. Nice. Look at that awesome use of an ability. Let's yeah, see. did you notice that, Augustine? How awesome that ability is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm up in the cockpit. I don't need power armor to be awesome. <laughs> wow. Stop paying attention to chalice. Augustine never said you weren't awesome. <laughs> Let's see, but what is... There is a consequence on four, a consequence for a risky here. Um, I think... I think the beluga is not really... The sensors aren't really equipped for this, and you're right. basically getting a bead on them, but it seems like it's just locked to that, right? You know, like, you're setting that, and then the beluga is just locked into that, uh, so that's going to manifest as one point of comms damage, which you can, which you can resist if you want. I do want to resist that. How am I going to resist it though? All right. Um, well, chances are it would be, uh, you know, you see the system starting to lock up, and you pull out just in time. You know, you pull out of that program just in time, and you reboot it real quick, which probably would be like an insight of some kind. Yeah, you get six, a two, and a two, so you take no stress. Nice. And yeah, you you manage to you know your way around the the uh, Beluga's infrastructure, its info infrastructure, and you manage to uh, avert disaster just in time. Not the first time I nearly avoid disaster from hacking into the parental control system. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm gonna let the cat in real quick. I'm just really excited to see Myriad's swashbuckling because 
as I think about Myriad's repeated jumping from ship to ship or sailing from ship to ship using a glider or, you know, anything that's really just crossing, you know, spaces of vast where you could fall to your death, but winding up on another ship. It's really just, you're just a modern, not even a modern, modern, you're like a future post-cataclysmic pirate of some sort, just like your heroes. Just like your, your theory of Myriad being descended of great sky pirate figures. That is exactly right. I totally, this will just further Quell's belief that Myriad is just the secret descendant of Bermuda Purple and the other famous purples. Uh, sorry, I stepped away. What pirate-like <laughs> thing is Myriad doing? <laughs> well, I was just thinking of, I was looking forward to Myriad's future attempts to leap from ship to ship or swing from ship to ship or, or you know, glide from ship to ship and how mm. it really just means that Myriad is a post-cataclysmic uh, swashbuckler, uh, a post-cataclysmic pirate, just like their heroes and illegitimate parents. Can you have an illegitimate parent? You can be an illegitimate offspring. Hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Secret um, offspring of the so, love affair. So, Miria, is that pretty much what you're doing right now? You're like in the cargo bay getting your, your gear set to? Yes. I am getting ready to uh, prepare Getting ready to jump from uh, the Beluga to the Easy Operator. All right. So, so since you're taking this moment, everybody else, aside from Gadget, maybe I'm going to assume had light load because you're just in your downtime, and you, you know you probably don't carry that much around in the downtime. But since I... you're taking this moment with your stuff, uh, sorry, you're saying something, Quell. I was going to say Quell often has uh, a medium load on, but. If when you're just to... when you're just chilling in civilization, like that's that's a lot of stuff. You know, it's like a soldier's rucksack to just like go around uh, with. Well, Quill doesn't carry like an entire rucksack, but Quill doesn't have a lot of stuff, so Quill usually keeps everything that she owns <laughs> on her, <laughs> other than okay. you know, Beebrick, which right. is back home safe. Right, right. As long as Beebrick is safe. Um, <laughs> but uh, Myriad, you can adjust your load here if you want. You can clear your load and adjust it. Okay. Um, and you're, you know, going through your stuff, pulling things out of duffel bags. I don't know where you keep all of your cool gear. Um, and on the other side of the cargo hall, um, Myriad, or not Myriad, <laughs> Chalice. Gotta call somebody Myriad who isn't Myriad. Uh, Chalice is buckling um, some of the pieces of their filter frame. Um, and the way that I visualize it is that it kind of looks like um, you know, Yoshitaka Amano does a lot of art for Final Fantasy, um, and I think th- their filter frame, at least, looks a lot like the armor for Kane Highwind from Final Fantasy IV, but sort of like a more lightweight version than that, and also it's a little bit too big for them. Um, That's it's... too cool for Chalice. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, there it is in EC Game Picks. Um, it has that very uh, spiky look and, you know, kind of like darker and it kind of just buckles on like over their clothes. Uh, it kind of looks like, you know, it's designed to go with those like baggy white pants that they usually wear. Um, 
And aside from, you know, the the sort of filigreed fancy design, it has uh, some like bone white spikes on the wrist guards and shin guards and um, feathers, actually, that run down the length of kind of like the inside of the arm and the um, the outside of the, the torso. Now, wait a damn second. This was all in their stuff, and you guys grabbed a little briefcase with some test tubes in it? (laughs) (laughs) One of those fit into my bag easier than the other. This has feathers and bone spikes. (laughs) Now, it's not as big as Kane Highwind's proper, you know, dragoon armor. It's like, it's like plate, you know, if you think of full plate versus half plate, it's like the half plate version of that. Um, and Gadget did find the helmet. She just didn't have time to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) 